You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Next up on Destination Freedom. People ask me, why an open casket? Beaten black body, mangled flesh. Because, America, this is how I had to say goodbye. However, Emmett's murder woke something up in black America. Montgomery, 1955. Little Rock, 1957. Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome to episode 15 of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days podcast. I'm producer-director Donnielle Betts. On this episode, A Letter from Heaven to America from Emmett Till, a radio drama. A letter has 14-year-old Owen Zetek as Till and Betty Hart as Mamie Till. The drama is followed by a concert of strings of 23 minutes for every year that Eliza McLean was on this planet. Emmett Till was murdered on August 28, 1955 in Money, Mississippi. At only 14 years old, he was kidnapped, brutally tortured, lynched and killed during a racially motivated hate crime that helped launch the modern-day civil rights movement. On August 30th, 2019, Elijah McLean was taken off life support after being tortured by officers from the Aurora, Colorado Police Department. The past is not the past. The specter of Till's devastating crime remains ever-present through modern-day racially motivated murders. The burden borne by families such as Emmett Till's cousin, Thelma Wright Edwards and Deborah Watts, Eliza McLean's mother, Janine McLean, are ever-present today. And now, a letter from heaven to America, from Emmett Till. So here we are. We're going to get going. Stand by. Destination Freedom Black Radio Days is a copyrighted program of No Credits Production, LLC. Any unauthorized rebroadcast or recording or any use of this program is strictly prohibited. Put the money on the counter, boy. No, don't hand it to me. Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Destination Freedom.
a letter from heaven to America from Emmett Till. Dear America, it's me, Emmett. You may or may not know me as Emmett Till. My family knows me as Bobo, the son of Mamie and Louis Till. It has been 65 years on August 28, 2020, that I left the earth and America. And Mississippi, Mississippi goddamn, as my sister friend Nina Simone would say. Wow. There are some amazing people up in heaven. I'll tell you about them later. Of course, starting with my mother, Mamie. She never let you off the hook, America, did she? She made you look at my mangled body in the open casket for the world to see. See what hate, Mississippi, white folks, and lying white women could do to Due to a happy-go-lucky black kid from Chicago who had his whole life ahead of him. Mama never did hate anyone herself. She let it go. Didn't give the killers a second thought because that would have been too good for them. I know, America. You say, well, you didn't stand a chance anyway. Emmett, we did you a favor. Did you a solid. Gave you a five on the black hand side. I know, I know. Don't worry. I will evolve my slang later. You have to remember, I left in 1955. Dear America, dear Mississippi, who and what give you the right to take my life? To treat my body like trash? To rip my mother's heart in two? To tear me from my family? From having my own family? From hearing the great music and poetry from the south side of Chicago? From riding the L? From, from, from. America, I do know that another sister friend, Rosa Parks, decided that she had had enough. She said that she had visions of me in her head when she refused to move. Of you, America. Of Alabama. Of your hate. Open casket. Snatching black bodies. Because you are a coward. A thief. A rapist. Dear America, you let Roy Bryant and J.W. Milam go free after what they did to me. You let them make money off my murder. Murdered in money, Mississippi. What the hell? Mississippi, you let them walk the earth and live their lives grinning and skinning about what they had done to a child. Two grown men. Wait, did I say men? America and Mississippi, two spineless cowards. These cowards who were supposed to be former GIs? Well, my father was a GI that died for you, America. What did he get? In America, the cowards who life to be former GI's son. Well, my father was a GI that died for you, America. Today, you call that white privilege and believe that white skin somewhat represents truth. Nothing happened inside that store in Money, Mississippi. Nothing. You took me from moving on from James McCosh Elementary School to high school to college. Took me from seeing and hearing Rosa Parks Martin Luther King, Dorothy Cotton, Brian Rustin, hearing the Freedom Singers, Malcolm X, 
Coretta Scott King, James Baldwin. Well, of course, they're all here, plus more, and I love meeting and speaking with them. However, I would have loved to have been at that 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago, raising hell. Maybe I could have taken part in the Summer of Love. That is the Summer of Love for some. Took me from being mentored by the great Ella Baker. She also mentored many others, such as Diane Nash, Stokely Carmichael, Rosa Parks, and Bob Moses, whom she first mentored as leaders in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, or SNCC. Open Casket, Black Beaten Body, Robert's Temple Church of Christ, where 40,000 to 100,000 people came to see America, Mississippi, Carolyn Bryant, Roy Bryant, and J.W. Milam had done to me. Thank you, John Johnson and Jet Magazine, for showing the world. Headline. Will Mississippi whitewash Till's murder? Jet Magazine. Headline. Mourn Lynn victim. 50,000 people lined Chicago streets for a look at Lynch victim. New York Amsterdam News. Telegram. Dated September 1st. 1955, Burt Brownell, Attorney General's Office. We are convinced that the brutal and savage lynching of Emmett Till in Mississippi is part of the lynch hysteria being whipped up in the South to impede the desegregation of the public school system as decreed by the Supreme Court. Therefore, we demand that you take the necessary steps to prosecute those responsible for this lynching and prosecute those who are whipping up the lynch hysteria. Bernard Lucas, President Warehouse Distribution Union, Local 208-1110, South Oakley Boulevard, Chicago. Headline, NAACP Willow Branch, Willow Run, Michigan. To Senator Charles L. Potter, we demand federal action in the matter to preserve the civil rights and lives of Negro citizens in Mississippi. Headline, The Appeal, Two Mississippians Acquitted in Slang of Chicago Negro. Jury out for only 67 minutes. Mama, please save me. Please, God, don't do it again. What did I do? Mama, Mama, I'm choking. Ridge, another black body being tossed off of me. I can't tell if it's a man, woman, or child. But there's a big metal thing around his neck. Eight years to the day of Till's death, some 250,000 people gather in the nation's capital for the iconic March on Washington for jobs and freedom. Chicago, summer 1955. 
Emmett, are you excited about seeing your folks down in Mississippi this summer? You're going to be spending the whole summer there. Yes, Mama. I think we're going to catch some fish with Uncle Moe's. You know, Mama, I'm so quick, I just use my hands. Don't need no pole. Just snatching that sucker right out of the water. <laughs> Will you do that, Emmett? Listen, I want to give you something. What is it, Mama? This ring. And see, it has your initials, L.T. Louis Till. Thank you, Mama. Louis Till just like my daddy. I'm going to never take it off. Somebody will have to kill me to get it. I'm glad you like it, baby. It was your daddy's. However, you will be a better man than he was. At least to me. Just be careful down there. You hear me? I really don't want you to go. However, your Uncle Moses says that you will be all right. You mind your Uncle Mose. Mama, you don't have to worry about me. You know I'll be a little angel. Anyway, I'll be back before you can miss me. Dear America, my Uncle Mose Wright is here. He was and is amazing. I can still see him pointing his finger at you, America, in the disguise of Bryant and Milam, telling that lawyer in the court when asked to point out J.W. Milam. There he is. Telling the world that before 1619, that this was and is the America that you would become and the America that is refusing to change now in 2020. August 28th. One week after him and arrived uh, was a day the Wright family would never forget. It was about 2.30 a.m. and two white men, uh, Roy Bryan and his half-brother Jay Della Milam, arrived at my house, pounding on the door, pistol and a flashlight. They say, we looking for that boy that did the talking. Please leave the boy alone. He didn't mean no harm. He didn't do nothing. He's only 14. He's he from up north. Why not get a boy a whooping and leave it at that? Listen, Mr. Miller, why don't you let us pay for you, pay you for your trouble? We don't have much, but we will give you all we have. Just let the boy and us live. You get back to bed or I'll beat your ass, you hear me? Talking to a white man like that. I can see where the boy got his filthy mouth from. Now go on, get. Come on, nigga. Show us where that boy is. Oh boy, get up, get dressed. We need to talk to you. Show you how to act. Please, Mr. Bryant. How old are you, preacher? Sixty-four. If you make any trouble, you'll never live to be sixty-five. Mama, please save me. Mama, I went outside and that white woman from the store was in the truck and she said, that's him. After the murder, after the burial, Emmett's mother is a pretty face thing. The tint of pulled taffy. 
She sits in a red room drinking black coffee. She kisses her killed boy. And she is sorry. Chaos in windy grays through a red prairie. Gwendolyn Brooks. so much. However, you have sent me so many incredible people to heaven. Some by violence, like you did with me. And others, well, it was just their time to join us. They have all continued my education. Plus, we all watch you every day. America, you continue to come in the middle of the night or the middle of the day to take black bodies. to get in this bed. Brianna, get up. Somebody's breaking into the house. Get on the floor. Show me your hands. What? Who? What? Get up. Show me your hands. Show me your damn hands. Help her. Help her, you shot her. America, another black body taken in the night. Thief, killer. I sit now with a beautiful sister who could be my aunt, my sister, my friend, and she's all of that now. However, I wanted to watch you more from heaven, not in heaven with me. America, you snatched her in the middle of the night from her bed, like me, Brianna Taylor. Shot her with no respect for her black body. Then America, you let her die, like me, with no one coming to her aid. How could you, America? That is what Brianna did. She came to people's aid. However, when she needed aid, none was given. Like me, America, when she needed justice, none was given. Like my killers, her killers still walk around free. Just like J.W. Milo and Roy Bryant, Brett Hankinson, officers Jonathan Mattingly and Miles Cosgrove still roam free. She didn't do anything. Help her. Help her. Open casket, black beaten body, woman, man, child. Dear America, what do you want? You are destroying yourself and you don't seem to care. You nurtured hate from the good of people, choke the love that people give, crush the dreams of the ones who almost die trying to reach your shores. When they do, you finish the job by demonizing them and turning all of your people against each other. America, you said, we the people in order to form a more perfect union? Well, that takes hard work, not hate. America, who you call today people of color, I call us black, brown, red, yellow. We people who are darker than blue. 
who you have forced by the whip, our sweat, the bow of our back, the beauty of our minds, the beauty of our skin, the rhythm of our bodies, the seeds of our women, to build America. America, what do you want? You experimented on us. We fight your wars from Christmas attics till today. We entertain you. We have taken care of your families. When our own have gone without, our women have suckled your babies, cleaned your homes, even bore your unwanted children. Still, you wave your flag and say how great you are. You should be ashamed for being such a fraud, for killing innocent souls and in churches, in schools, in parks, in neighborhoods. America, the hate that you have sowed has everyone, everyone turning on each other. Even with all that, America, I still see the flowers that are in the streets today, and I see hope. Hope in the people, in the real seeds and blossoms. We the people. And the people who are saying, enough, no more lies, truth. Even though that truth was not heard from or about me. Boys, get them out. Bring them in the barn. Please stop. Don't do this. I, I didn't do anything. Nigga, shut up. I don't remember when I passed out, but I remember that they beat me for hours. Beat me for hours for a lie. Emmett, what happened at that store? Nothing, Mama. Cousin Simeon was the only one that I remember telling the truth. After what happened, you know how I like to have fun and make folks laugh. I whistled after I came out of the store, and I noticed the fellas got scared and we all took off. I made Simeon promise not to tell Uncle Mose, so we all forgot about it and just got back to enjoying our summer, swimming and stuff. The next thing I know, these two white men are grabbing me out of my bed where I was sleeping next to Simeon. I never had a chance to hold you again joke with you again. I never had a chance to see you off to high school, to fuss at you about your homework, to worry about you when you came home late, to ask you to bring that girl home that you've been seeing, or be surprised when you say, Mama, I want you to meet. To see you off to college, maybe attend college with you, See you all dressed up on your graduation day, your wedding day, to hold my first grandchild, to see that child's smile was like your smile. Never had a chance to tell your child, you know, you are just like your daddy Emmett. People ask me, why an open casket? beaten black body, mangled flesh. Because, America, this is how I had to say goodbye. However, Emmett's murder woke something up in black America. Montgomery, 1955. Little Rock, 1957. Greensboro, North Carolina. Sixteen nineteen, tone deaf, beast of burden, tone deaf. 
1663 in Virginia, Revolt. Nat Turner, Revolt. Tone Deaf, Crispus Attucks. Silence, Denmark Vesey, Revolt. Your reply, violence, then silence. Stono Rebellion, German Coast Revolt. New York Race Riot, Civil War Revolts. Red Summer of 1919, Zoot Suit Riots. Freedom Rides, Freedom Summer. Fred Hampton, Fannie Lou Hamer, Victoria Gray. I could go on and on. We the people have always tried to take off your yoke, your chains of racism, your knees of oppression off our necks. We keep fighting you from taking us in the night on the way from stores. Nathan Woodyard, Jason Rosenblatt, and Randy Rodema, killers of Elijah McClain. He too begged for his killers to stop torturing him. To leave him be. However, America, just like me, you ignored his pleas, turned a deaf ear to his pleas, and stole another black body in the middle of the night. You thief! My brother Elijah McLean is here with me. However, he should be with his mother, Shanine McLean. My mother Mamie mourns for you, Shanine, and all the other thousands of mothers. What do you want, America? the killing of black men, black mother's sons becomes as important to the rest of the country as the killing of a white mother's sons, we who believe in freedom cannot rest until that happens. Ella Baker. What do I and the majority of the other Americans want? The America that you've tried to destroy for centuries, who at the same time enriched yourself from our labor? I want you to change America, and you can. You can live up to the creed in order to form a perfect union. You can form that perfect union. You have to work. No one else can do the work for you. America, I'll tell you what I want. No more t-shirts with images of lost ones. No more families standing in front of microphones crying. No more mothers living with pain of burying their child. And more than anything else, no more hashtags. Because when there are no more hashtags of hashtag justice for, then I know that you would have lived up to my beautiful poet, Langston Hughes' words. Oh yes. I say it plain. America never was America to me. And yet I swear this oath, America will be. Time's up. From me to you, America, Emmett Till. You just heard Destination Freedom, Black Radio Days. A letter from heaven to America from Emmett Till. Written, produced, and directed by Donnie Betts. This episode is written and produced in the spirit of the original series, Destination Freedom by Richard Durham. The cast included Owen Zickett as Emmett Till, Betty Hart as Mamie Till, and other voices. Danielle Betts as Very Voices, Brian Landis Folken as Roy, Brian, J. Little, Milam, and other voices. Monique Brooke Roberts, Lionel Young, and Anastasia Mitchell Curtis provided the music scape. L. Armstrong, Sound Effects and Projections, Fidagos, Mike Fitz, Streaming Services, Corey Mick. Uh, Meyer, 
House Sound, Dwight Thompson Website Support, and for KGNU, Evan Perkins was our engineer. Destination Freedom is sponsored in part by KGNU, the Urban Spectrum, Monfrey Stanford Foundation, the Ulepian Funds for the Denver Foundation, Arson Society, No Credits Production LLC, and NoCredits.com. Let's give our cast a round of applause, please. As a, thank you. As the cast exits the stage, we'll get ready for our concert to come in just a few minutes. Can I have the musician go ahead and come to the stage, please? Make your way to the stage. So as they're making their way to the stage, um, this is Monique Brooks-Roberts, please, to my left. Lionel Young, right here on guitar. Anastasia Mitchell Curtis on harp. We have Sheila Davis, MD, on viola. Karen, I'm sorry, Karen, what's your last name? Carrie. Carrie is on a cello. Who are we missing? And, and Onyx will be on violin. She's standing right behind me. Onyx right here on violin. It's an honor to be able to present them here for tonight in honor of Eliza McLean, uh, a young string player who was taken way too soon. And uh, after the concert, we'll have a special guest speak about Eliza McLean, and actually two special guests and speak about Eliza McLean. We're honored to have them here with us tonight.
yourselves. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody who came out. I am Monique Brooks-Roberts, violinist. I'm so honored to be here and be on stage with these amazing musicians. So this next thing we're going to do for you is Amazing Birds. <laughs>
I see
What I want to do is bring up a very special guest uh, this evening, Maura Newman, who's the attorney for uh, the McLean family. We also want to acknowledge that uh, Shanine McLean is in the audience enjoying this concert. Um, and Ms. Newman will do the speaking for the family, and we bring her up now. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm not going to spend uh, too long up here taking up your time, but um, I do want to say uh, how honored I am to have been invited, and I know that I speak on Shanine's behalf on this as well. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation. Um, Shanine McLean is uh, here in the audience, and she is an incredibly strong woman. As you all know, it's been uh, just over a year since her son was murdered, and it has been a, um, an incredible responsibility for her to have now been thrust into the limelight and so uh, one thing that we cannot forget ever is that first and foremost she is a grieving mother whose uh, space needs to be respected and who we need to just extend all of our love to all the time. And as we talk about Emmett Till 65 years ago, it really brings to light how far we've come, but at the same time, the things that have not changed. It was 64 years and four days after Emmett Till's murder that Elijah McLean was murdered. Another innocent young black man who was doing absolutely nothing wrong, uh, murdered because of racist brutality. And I'm sorry to say that things have changed so little that things continued uh, to progress in a way that was so similar. So very shortly after Elijah was murdered, Shanine and I and a group of supporters began demanding justice, standing on the steps of the Aurora Municipal Center, demanding that Aurora take accountability for murdering this innocent young man. But around the same time, what we didn't know was that some of the same police who watched as their brothers murdered Elijah went back to the very scene where they killed him and took photographs, took photographs laughing, reenacting the chokehold that was inflicted on an innocent young man, and then they sent around these selfies in exactly the same way as we saw those many years ago, uh, people taking photographs of lynchings and sending around these racist postcards as though that was some sort of, of entertainment or sort of some sort of a memento of, uh, of an event that ought to be remembered. My God, how can we live in a world where such a thing is still happening now in the same way it was then? And yet that's exactly what happened. So none of the officers who murdered Elijah McClain have been fired for murdering him. A few of the officers who reenacted that murder were fired for the reenactment. But that's not justice. That is a tiny sliver of recognition of an absolutely repulsive and disgusting police department that has been perpetuating racist violence for decades and decades and decades. I've been suing the Aurora Police Department for the last 20 years, and I know that many have before that. And it's only in these recent years that we have videos that show the brutality that has been inflicted on black and brown people by law enforcement throughout the history of this entire country. So finally we have some modicum of justice at least available when there is evidence and people can't stand back and say, oh no, that didn't happen, or somehow they must have deserved it because 
as much as people want to step back and say, oh no, that could never happen to an innocent person, that could never happen to me, that could never happen to somebody I know and somebody I love, we see it every day. We see it in the newspapers. We see it on TV. We saw it happen to Elijah McClain. We saw it even just a couple of days ago happening to an innocent father getting into the car with his children on his son's eighth birthday being shot in the back seven times. And it's not like it's something that happens in other places, not in Colorado. We know that Elijah McClain was killed a year ago. Devon Bailey was killed in Colorado Springs by the police department there just a couple of weeks before Elijah was murdered. This happens persistently in Colorado, and enough is enough. So we demand justice, and we're not going to continue to wait for it. Um, there are investigations that are being conducted by the city of Aurora. I can tell you I don't trust them one tiny bit. Uh, one of the investigations that they proudly announced that they had undertaken the media looked into for about five minutes and that's how long it took them to realize that the so-called independent investigator hired by the city of Aurora was actually a retired police officer who is now in the business of defending officers who use excessive force. Well, that's hardly independent. So they hired another investigator. We're not going to hold our breath on that one either. Uh, the um, state has undertaken an investigation and I want you all to know that Shanine McLean is not just standing up for her son's rights, but she is standing up for everybody's rights. And one way that she did that is she was one of the people who came to the Capitol uh, very shortly after the murder of George Floyd. And she participated in her democratic process. She testified in the state house. She's testified in the state senate. She stood on the Capitol steps and demanded that lawmakers pass our police accountability bill and explain to them why it's so important. And one of the elements of that bill is the very same pattern and practice investigation that the state attorney general is now conducting against the city of Aurora Police Department because of people like Shanine McLean who are standing up for all of us. The state attorney general is also now investigating to, uh, I hope, bring charges against those who are responsible for killing Elijah. That is not just the three officers who went hands-on and tortured an innocent young man, but that is every single officer who stood idly by and watched as their colleagues in blue tortured an innocent young man for 18 minutes. 18 minutes, I want you to really think about that when you go home at night, time what that feels like to you. 15 of those 18 minutes, he was handcuffed while these things were happening. And I'm not going to stand here and repeat his words because I know you all have heard them and I know that Shanine has heard them more times than any mother should ever have to bear. But you know what they are and you know that it's wrong and you know that enough is enough. But we're not gonna wait for the state attorney general to conduct his investigation and come to a conclusion. We hope he does the right thing, and I encourage all of you to stand up, to call your state attorney general and demand justice, demand a thorough independent investigation and prosecution of the killers. Those killers include the ones who went hands-on, those who stood idly by. Likewise, it includes the, three med the two medics and their supervisor who were responsible for giving Elijah a massive overdose of ketamine, a strong medication that should not be weaponized 
recognized. But what we keep seeing here in Colorado and other places in the country is the weaponization of a medication which should never be used in the field. It is way too dangerous in the year 2019 alone. 24% of the time that ketamine was used in the field, it led to medical complications. That is something that should not be happening on the street. If there's going to be a medical complication, a quarter of the time, it only can be used in a medical setting where there are appropriate safeguards in place. And that is absolutely not what, not what happened with Elijah. He should have been given not one drop of ketamine, much less the 500 milligram overdose that he was given. So all of those people uh, who were responsible that, for that need to be held accountable. And you know, if they're not held accountable in the criminal justice system, as they should be, uh, they're going to be held accountable in the civil justice system. Uh, we have filed our federal civil rights lawsuit. It is 105 pages excoriating the city of Aurora for its brutal racist brutality of Elijah McClain and of others over the course of decades, which absolutely must end. And so I appreciate everybody coming and supporting uh, Shanine McClain and her entire family, Elijah's sisters and his brothers, of course, also deserve your love and support, as does the rest of the family. And thank you so much uh, for coming and for um, and supporting uh, this amazing local event and um, commemorating the tragic death of Emmett Till, which uh, sadly is playing out uh, even these days in much the same way. Thank you. As artists up here, this is what we do. This is our way that we do things. Um, some people stand in the street and they protest. Some people, uh, uh, you know, hopefully they're not throwing things. But as artists, this is what we do. We create art and we speak through that way. That's why I wrote um, a letter from heaven to America from Emmett Till. That's my way of expressing it. And then I, I definitely, before then, saw the parallels between Emmett Till and Elijah McClain. As I said in an interview the other day on Channel 7, they asked me, you know, why do you see this parallel? I said, they're young black men, small in stature, happy, carefree, not doing anything, and they were snatched in the middle of the night, and their bodies were not respected. The minds were not respected. The gifts that they had to give to, to us here as individuals, as family members, was not respected and then taken. That's what inspired me to write this, and that's what inspired me to do this event. I'm so honored that Shanine uh, McLean would allow us to mention his name. Ms. Newman mentioned the fact that, of Devon Bailey in Colorado Springs. Well, myself, L. Armstrong, who's doing a projection, my wife Linda there, we were all in Colorado Springs at that time doing another production about MLK called The Mountaintop, about his last day on this earth when this young man was shot in the back. That seems to be a pattern also as well, shooting people in the back. From the Old West, there's supposed to be cowards that did that. That's why I wrote in the play that those are cowards that took these young men's lives. They're cowards. It's not somebody like that. They're grown men, large as I am, to hold somebody down for 18 minutes. That's a coward. They got a gun and a badge. That's a coward. 
We can't keep standing for that. Owen, who did Emmett Till, asked me, he said, at the last line, it says, time's up. Kind of, you know, really kind of, what does that mean? It means that that's it. Time is up. Enough is enough. How much can we take? We can't take anymore. We have to keep fighting. And fight we will. Thank goodness the, the police accountability bill was passed. I was there for, to watch that. But that's just a start. Because as you know, laws and bills, they can be overturned. Depends on who's running the show. So we as a nation have to be able to people talk about healing. So yeah, let's heal that way. But let's take action as well. Let's take action. Bullet in the Back Day was a day that's recognized in South Africa. Because that's when 60 young people were shot in their back, walking away. It's called Bullet in the Back Day. Look it up. Dennis Brutus, uh, a great poet. So we can't have any more Bullet in the Back Day. We can't have any more suffocation. We can't have any more chokeholds. We can't have anything else but peace and harmony in this world. This is supposed to be a special place in America. And if I sound like I'm preaching, then damn it, I am. <clears throat> Again, I can't thank you enough for watching and listening to Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Let me see what time we are at. Um, you guys want to play one more song? We have five minutes on air. Okay? Yeah.
So those of you who don't know, um, that is the theme for Destination Freedom. It's called Old Freedom. Uh, it's the Ibu landing song. Uh, when a group of enslaved Africans were brought here, instead of being taken prisoners and enslaved, they walked back into the water and drowned themselves. And the, the loose interpretation of what they were singing is, oh freedom, oh freedom over me, before I be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord to be free. So that's what we, we start every show with. And everything that I do also is a uh, Sweet Hunting in the Rock, uh, Ella, Ella Baker song, one of the most, I think, fierce freedom fighters that we had. Um, so those songs are incorporated into this production. So I'm so excited and so happy. That concludes this episode of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. The 2020 season of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days will examine the issues facing communities of color, exploring police shootings, immigration, health disparities, and gender bias. Support for Destination Freedom is provided by the Bonfi Stanford Foundation, the Ulipians Fund of the Denver Foundation, Arts and Society, and Karen and Johnny Klein. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out at NoCredits.com and pick up our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, etc. Follow us at Twitter at Donnie Betts, hashtag No Credits Production LLC, hashtag Black Radio Days, hashtag Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.